Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to The Dispatches on the clock and that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about an incident that happened a couple of days ago which really does provide yet more proof that there's a bit of a moral panic going on in New Zealand right now. Okay, so here's what happened. A couple of days ago, it was announced in the media that a man called Philip Arps, and this is a guy who has previously been convicted for sharing the video footage of that heinous mosque terrorist attack, uh, that he had failed in his bid to become elected as a parent rep on his local school board of trustees. He managed to garner a grand total of 25 votes. That was it. And... If I remember correctly, I think with school board elections, you can even vote for yourself. So it might only be actually 24 votes that he managed to garner in total. That was it. What this points to for me is that all of these claims that we've been hearing for the last couple of months, stuff with their Fire and Fury documentary, the ironically named disinformation project, and all of the claims that we are hearing about this vast far-right anti-democratic conspiracy and the grand threat that this supposedly represents to our country. Incidents like this make me believe that this is actually overinflated. When you've got a guy like Sanjana Hatotua from the Disinformation Project going in the media just a couple of weeks ago, as he did, claiming that 1.8 million Kiwis, that's almost half the country, is embroiled in this vast far-right conspiracy to undermine our democracy. You, you've really got to wonder at a moment like this when a guy who's supposedly part of this conspiracy and this threat can't even muscle up more than 25 votes and he can't even get himself a seat on the local school board as a parent rep. You see, being elected onto a school board is actually a pretty interesting petri dish of an experiment in this regard. It gives some fascinating and I think quite important little insights. First of all, in this particular situation, there were five slots available and only nine people actually running for those five slots. So that means you've got a pretty good chance of walking away as a parent rep on this school board. Only four out of the nine people are not going to actually get anywhere. There's a pretty good uh, opportunity available to you. And all you have to do to get elected onto a school board is you just have to have enough of the school's car park mafia to vote for you. And you don't have to do anything particularly impressive to actually get votes. You don't have to have slick-looking billboards. You don't have to spend money on marketing. You don't have to give really impressive stump speeches. You don't have to come up with any impressive-sounding policies. You don't have to make election bribes or anything like that. You literally just have to be popular enough with enough people in the school to actually get their votes. And so the fact that this man was not capable of even achieving a seat, and on top of that, he only managed to garner 25 votes, tells you how widespread, how deep, how popular these ideas actually are. They are not widespread. They are not popular. The threat here has absolutely been overinflated. And for those who are wondering about the numbers, just to give you an idea of where he actually fell on the spectrum, the next lowest 
candidate who also failed to get a seat, they got 131 votes. That is daylight. In fact, it's more than daylight. That's a week between him and the next lowest candidate. He was 106 votes lower than they were. That's how much in the minority this man actually was. As I've said, this points to the fact that claims by stuff in their Fire and Fury documentary and the ironically named disinformation project and the constant drum beating that they've been doing about some supposed extreme far-right and wide-reaching conspiracy to, to undermine and destroy our democracy, it's just overinflated. This thing is a classic moral panic where reality does not measure up to the serious scaremongering and fearmongering that is going on about all of this. One character who constantly keeps reappearing in these official conversations about all of this is Brian Tamaki. And when you think about Brian Tamaki, you realise the the foolishness and and the, the level of overinflation that's going on here. Now, let me be clear. This doesn't mean that as individuals, these individual characters or certain individual characters might not actually pose a certain level of threat, say, as an individual, if they were to go and do something that was harmful, right? So every Kiwi has the potential to one day lose the plot and do something that would harm other people. But this idea that there is this extreme, uh, overarching, far-right conspiracy to take over the nation, basically, that's a moral panic. It's just not legitimate. And when you think about someone like Brian Tamaki, you realise this. You realise, well, he's been with us for several decades now. And in that time, he's had a couple of different tilts at trying to get himself elected, and he's failed every time he has tried. What else has he done? Well, he's had some public protests. What else has he done? Done. Well, he said some provocative things, the things that are provocative to some people in this day and age, and so he's courted controversy. What else has he done? Well, he has attracted criticisms around donation practices, financial giving practices in his church, and he's been critiqued for that. But you know what he hasn't done? He hasn't firebombed anything. He hasn't formed a paramilitary wing. He hasn't armed himself. He hasn't shot anybody. He hasn't vandalised anything. He's not running militant-style training camps. You see, the point here is that there is reality, and then there is the moral panic, which is completely overinflating and creating a conspiracy out of whole cloth here. And I would suggest to you that while all of that is going on, the real threat to our society is actually found in having people and institutions that are creating and fueling moral panics because moral panics are not good. They are destructive to societal well-being. They are divisive, highly divisive things. They cause people to do bad things. When you're panicking, you trample the person next to you to try and get out of the building because everyone's screaming fire, fire, fire. When you are panicked, what you do is you report your neighbour because you think they're the enemy, they're the evil one. The real threat to democratic institutions is a media outlet like Stuff, which is doing this right now, trying to undermine the election chances 
analysis of local body candidates. And they're doing things like they're running articles on an almost daily basis where they are naming and accusing candidates with as far as I can tell, very little substance behind these allegations of being part of some conspiracy. You've got candidates who are being named and accused of being part of this fire and fury style vast conspiracy simply because they posted something negative about the vaccine on social media some months ago. That is insane. And that is anti-democratic. That is the very definition of undermining democracy. And that's the irony in all of this, that, that while you've got groups like that who are able to act in this way with you know, the support of public money and without any accountability being applied to them in the process, they are then turning around on the other hand, and they're accusing uh, all these other people of being part of some vast right-wing anti-democratic conspiracy. You know the bigger threat in all of this? It's actually when those in power, like those in government, the policymakers, those who actually have their hands on the strings of power, when they can operate without much accountability and oversight because Everyone else is all fixated on people who actually don't have any power or ability, who have no hands on the mechanisms of power, but we're all fixating on them, the people who can't actually do any meaningful damage here in New Zealand. Meanwhile, the people who actually wield the power, and if they get out of control and they lack accountability, could do real damage, we're not watching them. We're not actually scrutinising their behaviours because we're obsessed with a witch hunt. We're obsessed with a moral panic. And a big part of this, I think, too, is the irrationality of misapplying historical precedents. There's this sort of insane generalization of historical precedents. So people look at what happened in Germany with Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party, and they see some of those same similar conditions, like economic and social conditions and global things, and, and they see some of those similarities today. And then they wrongly assume that what that means is that this is a hard and fast historical rule. So if you get these particular things happening, that means that if you've got these other characters who are you know, speaking out strongly against the government and engaging in very loud and provocative political theatre, that they must be a new version of Hitler. That's insane because what that misses is it's not just the social, moral, uh, political, global conditions that you need on the ground. You also need the right type of predatory characters who can actually take advantage of that. And Hitler was the right predatory character who was able to manipulate those situations to his own nefarious and evil ends. But so far in New Zealand, there has been no character that has raised their head. None of these people that have been accused here show any signs of having the capacity, the ability to actually do what Hitler did in his time. But we're still trying to apply this insane generalization based on historical precedent and, and, and just assume that anywhere and everywhere you see certain factors, that must mean that there's another Hitler on the rise. All of this is a classic symptom of moral panic and the fact that Philip Arps couldn't even manage to garner more than 25 votes in a local school board election for a parent representative role should serve as a wake-up call for all of us that we need to be a lot more discerning about this stuff. Don't buy into the hype, don't buy into the emotion, stop and think, and most importantly of all, keep having the conversations with your neighbours and friends who might be more conspiratorial 
in their thinking because the worst thing that we could do is actually create a moral panic, drive them to the peripheries, and you know what? Then in that situation, you might actually start seeing a self-fulfilling prophecy come true as a group of people are pushed to the margins and they are denied any sort of political voice. That is the worst case scenario. We don't want that. So the way to avoid that is to actually go out of our way to pour a whole lot of cold water on the moral panics by thinking, speaking, and acting more rationally about all of this. Thanks for listening. You can support our work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. If you contribute $5 or more per month, you will get access to the exclusive full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. Don't forget, live by goodness, truth, and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length patrons-only episode of The Dispatches podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes. Oh, 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 o